Hello? Can you hear me, H? Yeah, I hear you now. All right, so full disclosure, we tried on our first take. We were going along pretty good, but apparently we stayed too long on Lonzo Ball. So maybe that's the key word, Lonzo Ball. But we're going to try this again and get it right for the people out there listening, for the fam and for the fans, the Facebook crew. So real quick. First and foremost, thoughts and prayers to everybody who lost someone in 9-11, including his first responders and their family. Much respect, much love. We don't forget, but we're going to drive on and move forward and talk about some of the things that make us great. So before you and I had just gotten into the new NBA Top 100, and you said they had Lonzo Ball at 100? Yes, they did. And I said... You know, if you're right, you're right. You made a strong point that first and second year players probably shouldn't be graded out or rated right away, unless there's somebody who just comes out the box and they're impactful and they put up big numbers. And I agree with that. And full disclosure, obviously I'm a Laker fan, but I'm not a biased Laker fan. Um, I thought Lonzo had a pretty good rookie season. He struggled with his shot, but I saw some signs that he can be a very, very good player, maybe even – a perennial all-star, maybe a guy who might make two or three all-star teams. I don't know if he's going to be transcendent, but again, we're talking about a first-year player, so we'll give us some time. Maybe maybe this year he takes a big leap forward, but we'll see. So who you got at number 99? All right. Um, number 99, we have, um, we have Brooke Lopez. Lonzo should be insulted. <laughs> should be. You, you, put the, you put the one center. What was Brooke Lopez? Like 7'2", 260, 270. He's huge. But I think Lonzo Ball averages more rebounds per game than Brooke Lopez. But that, that, it is what it is. I'm not sure I would have Brooke Lopez that high. But okay, Brooke Lopez, 99. Right. Who's next? Hold on, hold on a second because um experiencing a little bit of technical difficulties, I tell you. When you That's ha- that happens so ta- sometimes when you're trying to put out content, podcasts. We've we've been through this before, back in the old blog talk days. I guess the good thing is about anchor is n- nobody cuts us off, even though the, the British lady's voice is very pleasant and kind. <laughs> Yeah, Blog Talk Radio. He's very polite. I respect yeah. that. You know, I'm just like, um, I had, I had, I had the list up here, but, uh, man, I'm kind of interested to see where Mello will fall in the top 100 this year. A little interested to see where Jimmy Butler's gonna fall how much higher Draymond will be, where Clay will fall. There's certain guys I'm interested where they put them. I think the top ten won't you be know, much different. But I'm thinking um, the way that they 
the way the way that they doing it is going to probably um you could you could probably think um Draymond Green is um is in the top 10. I've seen a few I haven't lists even looked at the list. I thought I think they had I thought Sports Illustrated had Draymond top 10 last year and I think he was top 10 the year before. I like Draymond. Definitely he's an impactful player. And he's a big piece of what Golden State is. I don't think he's a top 10 player. I think he's a very very good complimentary star. And I won't argue with anybody that says that Draymond's not not the spiritual leader of that in, in terms of temperament, his aggression, his fight, his hustle. Um, he's, the, he's that tough guy. He gives that presence. I don't think he's a top 10 player. I think he's a terrific player. Uh, but I think Draymond's probably, for me, on my list, he'd be in that second. He'd be probably top 15, maybe 20. Okay. Um, I, I got it up. So, um Let's proceed. Um, coming in at nine, uh, number 98, we got Pal Gasol, Gasol. I'm a big Pal Gasol fan. I've been a fan of his, like, since he was with the Grizz. Um, yeah, look, Pal's probably, if I'm correct, 37, 38. He's a little older, doesn't play as many minutes. But, but I can see Pal being, being, being where he is. That's fine. Okay. Coming at 97, we got Reggie Jackson. That Reggie Jackson, the point guard for the Pistons? Yes. Pal Gasol should be insulted. <laughs> you be insulted. I know Pal Gasol isn't the player that he was, but a lot of that has to do with the fact that he plays less minutes. He doesn't play – I think Pal plays less than 25 minutes per game. Reggie Jackson – since he signed that big contract with Detroit, since people hyped him up to be the next star point guard, has been anything but that. And it's only because he's what I thought he was. Reggie Jackson, athletic, talented, quick, if we're being straight bones honest, is a backup point guard. He's a terrific backup point guard. The problem is the Pistons paid him money to be a star and a starter, and he's not. Yeah, that's all I had to say about that. All right, coming in 96, we got Dirk Nowinski. One of the greats. Dirk's going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. He's carried that franchise for over 20 years. Much respect to Dirk that he's still in the top 100. Um, Some fans might think that's really, really low, but considering that he's gotten older and he plays less minutes and his production has kind of tailed off, I don't think that's a disrespect to him to have him there, so that's fine. Okay, coming in 95 is Damari Carroll. Dirk should be insulted. (laughs) (laughs) He should be completely insulted. Even (laughs) even this older version of Dirk Nowinski is twice the player Damari Carroll will ever be. Matter of fact, Pau Gasol should be insulted. Lonzo should be insulted. Demari Carroll is supposed to be one of those three and D guys that that is that piece that missing piece that puts teams over the top, and he's never done that for any team he's ever been on. I've seen him shoot threes; he don't make them when it matters. I've seen him play D; he don't get stops when it matters. 
I don't know how he's in the top 100 at all, actually. I, that's a shame. I mean, I know Luel Dang is well past his prime as far as being a productive player. It's better than Damari Carroll. That's all I got to say. <laughs> all right. And coming in 94 is Fred Van Fleet. I like Fred Van Fleet. Toronto, they, they drafted a good one. I think Van Fleet is going to be a top-notch six-man for years to come. He has the potential to eventually become a starter. He's not really a point guard. He's, he is a combo guard, but he's a terrific combo guard. I, I'm a fan. Van Fleet is nice. Okay. Coming at 93 is um a good signing. <laughs> signing by Pat Riley. Kelly Kelly Offnick, uh, uh, we affectionately call him Thor. Oh, Olenek. Fled Van Fleet. <laughs> he should be disgusted. <laughs> now, I'm, now, I'm not going to do that. I'm be honest. You know what? I thought Thor played well his last couple of seasons with Boston. He was big in the playoffs. And I thought he was actually solid for Miami and pretty good in the playoffs. He's a solid player. He's one of those kind of guys that can play the three a little bit but he's mostly more effective at the four and five. So, yeah, Thor's a solid player. No problem with that. Okay. And then I I hate the damn internet because it then messed up again. But I think I'll be able to get it back up. But, but you know, thinking about thinking about the Miami Heat, They signed a whole bunch of role players, didn't they? Miami has one of the biggest payrolls. I think they're projected to have the biggest payroll this coming season. And they don't really have any – they have no superstars. And I would call Drogic a borderline all-star, even though he made it last year. I think he made it because somebody got hurt. Um, Whiteside is an underachiever. They've got a big payroll, but they've got – what they have is – right, they – they have a bunch of role players that if you split them up and put them on different contenders, they would have bigger impacts. But the fact that they all are on the same team with these monster contracts, Miami at best is probably looking at being a seventh or eighth seed again next season with the highest payroll in the league. And that's just crazy. But cheer up heat fans. Deion waiters is coming back. <laughs> I always like to give out the positive. That's, that's a positive. Oh <laughs> uh, man! Idea how yeah, really. is. You need somebody to get you 15 points. He'll get you 15 points. You need somebody to get you 16 or 20 points. He'll get you 15 points. <laughs> I tell you. Um... You know, you can on a side note, you can tell when you you know, you gotta pay your cable bill. Cause one of the first things they do, they kinda mess up they kinda mess with your wire wireless connection. Yeah, I mean it's like that sometimes. Um it depends on the company too. Um if I'm being one hundred, I'm probably like giving these cats like an advertisement, but they haven't been great. But I've got CenturyLink, and CenturyLink's okay. It's not the best, but but it's solid. You know, 
It's not like one of those bootleg ones, but, but it's all right. It's decent. Okay. Um. Well, I'm back up. Um, coming at 92, we got Yvonne Fournier from the, um, the Orlando Magic. Pardon oh. me. I'm probably butchering up their names and stuff. I butcher all the time. We're going to do the best we can. I think it's you're talking about that French guy that plays two guard Fournier. I think it's Fournier, but yeah, uh huh. Yeah, um, you said he's at number 92. That's yeah, that's, a, that's about right. Fournier is a good player. I mean, he's here's the thing we don't know how good he truly is because the numbers that he puts up, they're on a team that gets their ass busted nightly. So I don't, I don't know how good he actually is until. There's expectations because right now for the Magic there are no expectations. Who else you got? Okay, coming in num- number ninety-one, we got Kent Bazemore. I like Bazemore, a good player. Um, on a on a contender, he would be a terrific swingman, a terrific sixth or seventh man. He's kind of got a skill set similar to Iguodala, except he's not really quite the three-point shooter or the passer that Iguodala is. But yeah, I like Bazemore. Okay, coming in 90, we got Nikolai Vujicic. The problem with with Nick, talent-wise, he should be an all-star. He's easily the kind of guy that could put up 20 and 10 for for a big man. He can shoot from 18 feet out. He can post. His problem is consistency and effort. It's not going to do with talent. It's just he just doesn't bring it consistently. He got some Bayani in him, huh? A little Barnyarni and a big dose of white side. <laughs> Shoot, uh, <laughs> coming, coming in 89. That just got We got um Jonte Murray. I like I like Jonte Murray. Um he's I think when when all things are said and done, he settles down. The kid's gonna be a really good combo guard. I don't know if he's ever gonna be a guy that scores. 18 to 20 a night, but I do think he's the kind of guy that can give you that Jason Kidd 12, 10, and 12 kind of like line on a consistent basis. He's going to be a really good player. Okay, coming at 88, we got Kyle Anderson. That is Kyle Anderson, formerly of the Spurs, right? Yes. With the nickname Slow Mo. Yeah, I like, wow. I, I mean like, I like Cal Anderson. And the funny thing about Cal Anderson is he's like the young he's like a young Boris Diaw. He he looks like he never works out. Like if you saw Cal Anderson, I guess the giveaway his height would be he must play basketball. But if you watch him move, you'd be like, he don't play basketball. Uh, <laughs> I know someone, I know someone gave him a good deal in free agency. I think he's a solid player. I don't think he's as good as a lot of people think he is. Who's next? Wow. Um, uh, wow. Coming in 87, they got Andre Iguodala. I'm like, wow. Wow. They got Iggy kind of low. I get it, right? Iggy's, what, 33, 34? Not quite as athletic, doesn't play as many minutes. But this is what I'll say. When he does play, I don't care if he plays 12 minutes or 16 minutes. When he does play, he's impactful on both ends for Golden State. The guy can still defend at a high level. He's not a great three-point shooter, but he has a knack for making timely threes, 
super high basketball IQ and a really good passer. I think Iggy, even to this day or at this stage in his career, he should be rated higher, but, you know, this is their list. Okay. um, At 86, we got um, James Johnson from the Miami Heat. This is what I'm talking about. I like James Johnson. He's kind of one of those utility guys. Um, he's 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 a bigger but more watered down version of Iggy. He's a jack of all trades, a master of none. Good player, but he doesn't have Iggy's resume. And even right now today, I don't think he's a better player than Iggy. So I don't know how he's rated ahead of Iggy. But but that's me. Maybe he can um. Maybe they got him rated higher because he can um. He can break bricks with his hands, you know, like Jim Kelly. Have you seen him shoot? <laughs> I, I, I was, I was talking about karate, but okay, you know. <laughs> I like James Johnson, man. I just, I just wouldn't rein him ahead of Iguodala, so that's just me. Okay, another person that you probably wouldn't rate, um, rate him um, ahead of Iguodala. You got number eighty-five. They got PJ Tucker. Iguodala should be insulted. Um, for that matter, so should James Johnson. I said, wow, I, I didn't even realize that um, P.J. Tucker is 33 years old. I did. He's actually Iguodala's age. And if you watch them move, he looks older. I like P.J. Mm-hmm. He's a guy that can play in spot minutes. Again, he goes under that list three and D, right? Because that's the things that he can do. But here's the thing. I don't think he's a better defender than Iguodala. He absolutely can't handle the ball at Iguodala. He's not as versatile as Iguodala. Therefore, not better than Iguodala. But that's me going with common sense versus some dude that plays internet football or something. I don't know. But uh, go ahead. What else do you got? Coming in 84, we got Laurie Markigan. Like the kid, yeah, I'm butchering. I think the guy Mark- from the Bulls. Yeah, he's gonna be a star. That kid can play. So, um, coming in '83, we got Taj Gibson. Taj has has had a long, solid career. Good veteran player. I don't have no problem with Gibson being rated that high. He's rock solid, even though he's I think he's around 32, 33. Yeah, he, he had like a career year last year for the T Wolves. So with age, Tosh seems to be getting better. So props to him. Okay. Coming in eighty coming in eighty two is um you got Terry Rozier. I think Rozier earned this spot with how well he played in the playoffs. He was terrific in the playoffs all the way up till I thought the conference finals when he kind of came back to earth and struggled with his shot, especially big time in game seven. He he struggled big time. Had he been able to hit just a couple of buckets, Boston would have advanced. But I, I can understand why he's rated that high. He deserves it. And coming in 81 is um, Afruk Aminu. Yeah, I don't understand why that guy's rated that high. If I'm correct, we are talking about the guy who plays power forward slash small forward for the Blazers, right? Correct. 
another 3 and D guy. Here's the thing. When it matters most, he doesn't make threes. And when it matters most, he doesn't play D. Should not be rated that high. Matter of fact, what number is he rated at? 81. Yeah, that's like 25 slots too high. He should be rated outside the top one. <laughs> Coming at 80, we got um, Dennis Schroeder. I <laughs> Schroeder has the potential to be a terrific backup point guard. I actually think he has starting point guard talent. What Schroeder does better than a lot of guys is he gets downhill and he can attack the basket. He's really quick, deceptively good at finishing around the basket. I don't know how well he's going to work because I believe he's, he went to the Thunder, right? Yeah. Uh, that's going to be interesting. If Russ is going to share the ball and let Schroeder do his thing – he's going to be a difference maker for them because he can get buckets. If Russ is just going to dominate the ball, then him going there will be kind of like how it was when Oladipo went there. Not much happened, but we'll see. All right. Coming in in 79 is DeMontis Sabonis. I like Sabonis. He had a really good season for the Pacers. I like that he can play the four and the five. He stretched out his range a little bit. He's got to be a little bit more consistent on his three, but he's got a nice inside-outside game, and he's got a really high basketball IQ. I think he's one of those players that's still ascending. All right. um, Coming at 78, and how this guy has just fallen, Serge Ibaka. If we're being fair, judging off what Serge has done like the last couple, 78, that's higher than he should be. He just, I was a fan of Serge's career until he started drifting away from the basket. Yes, he's become a good three-point shooter, but he's not a great three-point shooter. And he tends to take way too many threes far away from the basket. He doesn't rebound nearly as good as he used to, and he doesn't block shots at the level that he used to. Serge is a young man still. I think he's only like 28 years old, but he he moves and plays a lot like Lou Dang. He looks old as dirt. Yeah. Yeah, he's 28. <laughs> See what I mean? He looks terrible. I think somebody's been lying on a birth certificate, man. Oh, Serge is one of those dudes. I got you. <laughs> yeah. Shoot, um... Coming at number seventy-seven is um, he he was the third the third link to the big three at the um, Houston Rockets. Um, Trevor Ariza. He was the third link, really. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean the way you, the way that these everybody talk about him that you know he. Yeah, I know people people kill me. They make so much they they over they overblow somebody, so. Ariza's ranked 77, you said? 77. Right. But here's what common sense tells you. Is Ariza better than Andre Iguodala? No. He's not a better basketball player than Andre Iguodala. And this isn't one of those things where you can go, well, he's younger. No, he's not. Matter of fact, if I had to guess, they're either the same age or he's older. But he's not younger. Mm -hmm. He certainly is not. So 
that that's an insane ranking for him. I don't understand it. This is one of those things where it's like mellow backlash. Like to 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 prove our point how bad Melo was, we have to pump up how big a loss that Iguodala was to the Rockets, and we have to overrate Iguodala. I mean, not Iguodala, because he's definitely underrated. We have to overrate Ariza. That's insane, man. The truth of the matter is, Ariza should be rated way back down there with, with P.J. Tucker and Mushmouth. You know it, and I know it. Ariza, yeah, um... what, what's the reason Damari Carroll, other than Damari Carroll's got fake dreads? <laughs> coming coming at 76 we got Thaddeus Young I like that Young nice post game he's devastating when he swings in there with that left hand uh, a smooth score good player he improved his defense a little bit I think Thad is the perfect big to come off your bench and play 20 to 25 minutes because he can actually play the four and maybe five in certain rotations. So I like that young as a, as a role. He's a good play. Okay. Um, coming in at 75, we got Brandon Ingram. Who was that? Brandon Ingram. Oh, the young man. Yes, sir. Mr. Ingram. I think this is going to be a yeah. big year for Mr. Ingram. I think Brandon Ingram, again, he's one of those young guys that I think is on the rise. I don't think he's touched the ceiling yet. I look for Brandon Ingram to average close to 18, between 18 and 20 points this season for the Lakers and average around six mm-hmm. rebounds and four assists. I look for him to have a borderline all-star season. Okay. Um... Coming at 74, we got Andrew Wiggins. It's, it's a weird thing, right? So we just talked about Brandon Ingram, a young guy who's on the rise. I look at Andrew Wiggins' career, and he's a young guy because he's still a young man. He's only like 24 years old. But he's, he's a young man whose career seems to be lagging, and he's going the opposite direction. It seems like Wiggins, mm-hmm. has, he's hit his peak, like – He's average. He averages around for his career. I think he averages around 18, 19 points a game. And I think there's nothing wrong with that. But if people thought he was going to be a star or even like a second star, I think they're finally realizing Wiggins is not that dude. On a, a, if, mm-hmm. if Minnesota's going to be really good, Wiggins has got to be your third or fourth option. Okay. He's um... next. Coming at 73, we got Nicholas Batum. Andrew Wiggins should be insulted. <laughs> be very angry. So should Brandon Ingram. <laughs> Matter of fact, so, he- so half the 20 guys before <laughs> Let me say this about Batum. There was a time when Batum was kind of like, he was kind of like on that level of Iguodala. He could do, he was a jack of all trades, right? He could do everything. Mm-hmm. And then he got mm-hmm. this monstrous deal by the woat, Michael Jordan, worst owner all time. Um, and he's been injured. And when he was when he's been in the lineup, he's been inconsistent. He he's been anything but a guy that's worth over a hundred million dollars. When Patum was at his very best on Portland, he was in his proper role. He was the third or fourth 
fourth option on the team. But for somebody to still rate him this high, there are some stupid people at Sports Illustrated. Stupid, stupid people. How is he rated that high when the man hasn't done anything in like three years? What are we doing? You would have to mm-hmm. rate it this high. You would actually actually have to find Doc, get in the DeLorean, go back to like 2014, 2015, and then this would make sense. I joke about Damari. Mm-hmm. I joke about some of the other guys. There's no way he should be rated this high. Uh, he must have went to summer league. I don't know. But other than that, if family members are out there listening, I'm sure he's a good guy. <laughs> All right. Coming in at 72, we got Julius Randle. I like Randle. I'm disappointed that the Lakers weren't able to retain him. But because you knew he was going to demand at least 10 or $11 million, we thought he ended up settling, I think, for like $9 million a year to play with Anthony Davis. I'm disappointed that they couldn't keep him. He's a talent. What he needs to do, though, to make himself even more valuable, he's got to extend his range. He's already proven he's a big that can grab a rebound, take the ball the length of the floor. He's actually really good in the open floor. He's good on the block, but he's got to extend his range to take his game to another level. But New Orleans. Okay, coming at 71, we got Josh Richardson of the Miami Heat. Julius <laughs> Be very angry. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> I like Josh Richardson. I actually think Josh Richardson is one of these 3 and D guys. He's a younger 3 and D guy who's not really hit his peak yet. I think Josh Richardson has the potential. He should be a guy who should be all NBA defense for the next four or five seasons. He's just got to be a little bit more consistent with his outside shot. But I like Josh Richardson a lot. Okay, coming at 70, we got Will Barton. Did you say Will Barton? Yeah, of the Uh, Denver Nuggets. Okay, love Willie Barton. This is one of the guys – he gets buckets. Willie Bard can score the basketball. I mean, he's just a natural scorer. And he shoots a decent percentage. I think what Barton's got to do better for the Nuggets, a lot of those guys, actually, the Nuggets don't lack for talent. But what they do lack for is they don't give the same effort defensively that they give offensively. But I like Willie Barton. I'm glad the Nuggets brought him back. I'm expecting the Nuggets to get to the playoffs this season. Uh, coming in number 69, a guy that, if you look at his numbers, you feel like he's being disrespected. But you know, a lot of a lot of fans hate, and you kind of see some of the um, some of the um, his fellow peers hate him. Um, Dwight Howard. What can I say about D twelve? The guy put up. I don't. I don't. I don't have my computer screen in front of me, but off of memory, I believe he averaged around sixteen points, twelve or thirteen rebounds, and just under two blocks. He's done that maybe the last couple of seasons. Here's the thing about Dwight Howard. This lesser version of him, if you want to say that, this lesser version of him, is still as productive as the very best version of DeAndre Jordan. It's still still as productive as a lot of centers out there right now. 
The White's problem is the perception of him is he doesn't take the game seriously. The perception of him is he's drunk off the idea he needs to be the number one or number two option. Now, I think that part might be true. But if the White just focuses on defense and controlling the boards, the rest will come easy. If I'm disappointed, I'm disappointed in the fact that he chose to go to the Wizards because I don't think that's going to work. And, and coming at number 68 is the team that this guy, that the team that he plays for is actually who Dwight, we feel Dwight should have should have signed with. And that was DeMarcus Cousins of the Golden State Warriors. So who's who's it again? Cousins? Yeah, at 68. Look, if Cousins is 100% healthy, we both know his his raw offensive numbers would put him much higher on this list. I can only assume he's put this low because of the Achilles in, or the, the, the rupture. Mm-hmm. I don't doubt – Cousins' talent, his skill set, his versatility as an offensive player. But I've been watching the guy my whole career, my whole life. I was going to say my whole career. I guess I kind of had a career. But as a basketball fan, he puts up numbers. But when you really, really watch him, I'm talking about the eyeball test, I don't know if DeMarcus Cousins is a winning player. I know one thing, if he gets healthy and if he actually plays for Golden State in its meaningful minutes, they're – the champs. They've won yeah. titles back to back. So if he can't win and make winning plays with them, he's not a winner. So we'll see. All right. Coming at six at 67, we got Miles Turner of the Indiana Pacers. DeMarcus Cousins should be insulted. <laughs> very angry here's the thing Miles Turner is one of those guys that has the P word in front of him he has tons of potential Miles Turner could end up being one of the best young bigs in all of basketball and people keep waiting for him to take that next leap forward he hasn't done it yet I, I actually thought last season watching him play he took a couple of steps down so uh, I understand why he's rated this high off of potential, but let's see if he actually lives up to it this season. All right. Coming at 66, we got Aaron Gordon. Aaron Gordon of the Magic, right? Correct. So I'll make this quick. Aaron Gordon is, this, is a younger, more athletic version of Blake Griffin. I'm going to put it out there. I don't want Aaron Gordon fans to be angry, but I need to go ahead and do a spoiler alert. Aaron Gordon is not going to be a star. He's not. Now, that doesn't mean he can't make one or two all-star teams. That doesn't make him a star. That makes him a guy that made one or two all-star teams. But he he's just a younger version of Blake Griffin, and I'm not impressed with the original version of Blake Griffin. So, you know. I don't want to say he's just a guy, but he's kind of like just a guy. Just a guy. <laughs> just a guy. All right. 
Coming at number 65, we got Tobias Harris. Aaron Gordon should be insulted. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> Think about Tobias Harris. The guy is just a natural scorer. And for maybe the last, what, three seasons, you and I kept thinking Tobias Harris is going to take a leap. Like, he's always seemed like he's on the verge of breaking through and becoming a star, and it never happens. And I'm, I've, I've realized that he's one, he's one of those guys that does just enough to tease you into thinking he has another level. He doesn't. He's a good player. And the truth of the matter is, on a title contender, Tobias Harris would probably be a six-man. That's just the reality of yeah. it. If he. If he's your, if he's a starter, if he's one of your two best players, you're not a good team. All right, coming in sixty-four, Joseph Nurkic, Nurkic. Oh, Nurkic from the Blazers. I like Nurk. If Portland is going to be better in the postseason this year, or or through the regular season. They have to make Nurkic more of a focal point. You have to take pressure off of Lillard and McCullum, McCallum. I think that Nurkic mm-hmm. has to, put, to be a guy that can give you 20 and 10. He's just got to be more consistent in the post. Okay, coming at number 63. Oh, wow. Jonas Valinicius from oh. the Toronto Raptors. Yeah, I tear names up too, but now I've just meet, I've met my tear names up equal in you. <laughs> so, obviously, you talk about Jonas Valanciunas, the center for the Raptors. Uh, Valanciunas is kind of similar to Nurkic. He has he he can score. He has he has a lot of talent around the basket. Can score with either hand. Can shoot from about twelve feet away. His problem is he doesn't have good lateral quickness on either side of the floor. And so he can only play in certain lineups because of his lack of agility and speed. Um, I like him in spot minutes. I don't know why he's rated this high. Uh, maybe he's got a friend of Sports Illustrated, but he shouldn't be. <laughs> All right. Coming at number 62, J.J. Reddick. The hell he doing rated that high? <laughs> how did, how did they rate him? Have a game around the world. I didn't get rated that. <laughs> he, he went. And he went to summer league. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Look, what can you say? Reddick is a sniper. What the guy can do is flat out shoot the rock. He's not really much of a ball handler. He's not much off the dribble, but he's one of those guys that will run you ragged off of screens. Um, I like him on the Sixers. He's a good fit there. I'm not sure why he's rated this high, but again, it's their list. All right. Coming at 60, 61, we got Lou Williams. I like Lou Williams. I'm just sad that he's on the Clippers. Well, he, as he said, he loves his money, you know. Lou can get buckets. He's just a natural scorer. And he's one of those guys. You watch Lou Williams play, he makes it look easy when he scores. Mm-hmm. Choose between JJ Redding and Lou Williams. I think Lou Williams is the better player, but obviously Redick's a better shooter. But I love Lou Williams' game. I just wish he could put that to use on a contender's. Hello. Yeah, H. I figured it must be technical difficulties. Dick. Diff-
on Anchor's part. So I thought what we could do is, I think you left off at number 62, so we could just go up to 60, and then we'll do the other half of the top 100 tomorrow on tomorrow's show, but we'll just go to number 60 and keep it moving. We at 60, we got Nikolai Miracic. Miritich from New Orleans? Correct. I thought it was one of the best moves that New Orleans made in quite some time. What Miritich does is he gives you a big that can play the four and the five, but especially the four, and he's a stretch four, so he gives you the ability to, to, to give Anthony Davis some space, some relief. I like that pickup. I like how he played in the playoffs. If I've got maybe one gripe or one wish for him is – he get better as a post player, um, develop a stronger post game, and compete harder on the other end of the floor. But other than that, other than that, I am a big fan of Meritage. So that's where we're going to leave off, fam. We went up to 60, and before Anchor has any more technical difficulties, again, shout out to the app, to the Anchor fam, shout out to the Facebook fam. H and I'll be back tomorrow to finish off the top 100. Hope you guys have fun. Thoughts and prayers go out again to the families of those who have lost somebody. It's the cipher. Next, we out.